our main scripture for the Pleasant Life series is actually the scripture that inspired the name of our church. Um, the scripture that inspired the name of our church. Proverbs 6, Proverbs, uh, Psalm 16 and the verse 6. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a, a delightful inheritance. This a delightful, uh, on Tuesday evening, I'm preaching at um, Zoe Temple ICGC in Tema. And I'll be speaking on redrawing the lines. A line is a symbol of your limitation. And the Bible says that our boundary lines as a church have fallen for us in pleasant places. I came to Sprinters Road to live across the street in an uncompleted building, no water, no electricity, no toilet facilities. But today, my boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. And I have a delightful inheritance. Have a delightful in, in inheritance. So your boundary lines this month can fall for you in pleasant places. And I'm saying that pleasant life consists of seven pleasant inheritances. Seven delightful inheritances. And I said number one. A worthy life. Number two, a lengthy life. Number three, a healthy life. Number four, a mighty life. Number five, a safety life. Number six, a piety life. And number, number um, seven is a liberty life. A liberty life. And I'm trying to do this series. I'm not sure I will finish it. Um, this, but I will teach the rest when we enter into the time of prayer. Every Wednesday, I will teach the rest here. During the sixth hour of prayer, Wednesdays are mine. I'm going to try to talk to the choir to see whether Friday evenings will be worship. Today, our non-stop worship on Friday evenings during the course of our 30 days of prayer i meet the choir leaders and i will discuss i'll be teaching these seven delightful inheritance you must find but this on sundays for this month i am focusing on the on the worthy life on the worthy life not everybody loves money but everybody likes money we all like money because money is the answer to all things. So I'm teaching you. So biblical principles for wealth living and financial wisdom. Last week I established why I am speaking not on biblical promises. But on biblical principles. I'm saying that most of the promises of financial abundance in the Bible. Is actually conditioned on something. And anytime a promise has a condition, it ceases to be a promise. It becomes a condition. It becomes a principle. Okay? And so uh, the reason why you have heard pastors teach about wealth and the blessings of prosperity and they have not manifested in your life is because most pastors put the burden of your personal prosperity on God. 
Because they approach principles as if they were promises. If God gives you a promise, the burden is on him to fulfill it. But if God gives you a promise that has a condition, the burden is on you to meet that condition so that that promise can be made available. When I come to talk about lengthy life, I'll be looking at the promises of a healthy life. No, the promises of living long. And you will see that one of the key promises for long life is to honor your father and your mother. It's, it's to honor your father and your mother. Now, my mother is 84 and very healthy. And when we were growing up, my mother used to tell her the stories of how she honored her mother. How at one point she has to suspend school because the, her immediate uh, siblings after her were twins. And my grandmother was a farmer, so she has to suspend school for a year or two to be able to help my grandmother carry um, the siblings until they could walk and talk before she went back to school. She used to tell us all these things. And her siblings used to come around and confirm that. It's the reason why my mother is 84 and still very healthy. Because the promise of living long always has conditions attached to them. So when I come to teach you that, you will see. But today we are looking at the promises of financial abundance and how they have conditions attached to them and so they become principles when God releases a promise and attaches a principle to it okay it is just like somebody coughing into the air COVID all you need to do to get it is to breathe it in do you understand so the promises of God is already released all you need to do is to meet that condition and it will be shown in your life. I think the worst thing that can ever happen to you is to go through a cycle of financial adversity and not have both the physical and the spiritual capacity to turn it around. You can't be a beggar for the rest of your life. You can't continue to financially survive for the rest of your life you need to move away from financial surviving to financial success did you understand financial success and last week i taught you seven principles that i think that those of you who listened if you are if you have been practicing it it will start changing your life I spoke about the principle of hard work. The principle of hard work. Being lazy will make you poor, but hard work will make you rich. Verse 10, verse 4. It's a principle. Okay. Now, last week I also spoke on the principle of savings. Proverbs 11, Proverbs 13, verse 11 from the NIV. Dishonest money dwindles away. Dishonest money dwindles away. But whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. 
I told you that most rich people didn't start from luckily finding big money. They saved. They saved over a period of time. I also spoke last week about the principle of ability. Deuteronomy 8, 18. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. So every one of us have abilities that can help us produce wealth. I've said it here over and over, over and over, that I have three types of abilities. The ability to speak. That's why I'm a public speaker. I get paid speaking. I am not a talkative. I am a talkpreneur. I convert words into wealth. Okay? Then I have the ability to write all the courses that are taking place in Accra Business School. I develop them. Apart from the one that our foreign partners brought in, apart from that, every course there, I develop them. I'm a writer. I've written a number of books. I make money from them. And then, I have the ability to think. I solve problems. Thinking is using your mind to solve problems. Worrying is using your mind to market problems. So I think for those who worry and charges them for worrying. That's why I'm a consultant. Number four, I share the principle of obedience. The principles of obedience, Psalm 1, 2, 8, 1, and 2. Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience to him. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Obedience brings prosperity. Then I spoke to you about the principle of parental instructions. Proverbs 3, 1 and 2. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. I remember when I started church small here, I used to preach messages and then in a wooden structure. And Monday morning, my mother would be in my house and say to me, Kofi, yesterday in sermon, you said this, you said this, you said this. If you don't, if you keep on saying these things, you will lose members. They were offensive. I will thank her and then she will leave. Today, I am here. Number six, I spoke to you about the principle of wisdom. Next year, our theme, our theme is wisdom. And I'm going to have a conference with our pastors in the world online to show them the 21 reasons why we must teach on wisdom and why they must become wise. But what I know is that from Proverbs 8, 12 to 18, the, in the verse 18, the Bible says, With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. That is what wisdom can do for you. And then I spoke on the seventh, the principle of partnership. Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9. Two are better than one, but they have good return for their labor. Imagine I'm only working at a car business school without the help of Ben, Xavier, and all the Nancy, and all the great members around me. I wouldn't have gotten anywhere at all. So two are better than one. Now I want to preach on today. Today I'll try to do about four 
of the principles or five of the principles or six of the principles or seven of the principles or eight of the principles depending on when Chairman Asian starts eyeing me. Okay, so principle number eight. Remember, our definition within the context, principle number eight are conditions that you must meet in order for you to activate the financial promises of God. Principle number eight is the principle of investment. The principle of investment. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 1 from the Good News Translation. Invest your money in foreign trade. And one of these days, you make a profit. Invest your money. And one of these days, you will make a profit. Do you know what investment means? Investment means paying the price for the future. Paying the price for your future. There are future bills waiting for you. Those of you who don't have children, you will have children soon. And there will be bills coming. Those of you who already have children in primary schools, they will start going to secondary schools. And if you, choose, you don't choose a Kufuado's free SHS, and you choose Mama Olivia's Temple Christian International School, it's a bill waiting for you. Those of you whose children are in the universities, it will not be long. You will have to pay. Which are in secondary schools, it will not be long. You will have to pay for their studies in the university. Those of you who are renting houses, every two years your landlord will increase the rent or move. You have to pay, you have to save for that landlord. Those of you who have money, who have children you are sponsoring, who feel financially secured, don't forget that you are growing old. Now, now, now I get very marveled. Just yesterday, I just got up and saw the first aid box that has all my medicine. At a certain age, you have to pay for medical bills. Not because you are sick, but because you want to stay healthy. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Unless you are not futuristic in your thinking. Unless you are mentally blind. The greatest disability in life is mental blindness. It's mental blindness. If your mind cannot visualize your future and how much that future will cost you and start preparing for that future, you are in trouble. You will be in trouble. No matter how you fast and pray, if you are mentally blind, so you only see today, you get money today, you spend it today, you waste it today, you destroy it today because you don't see the future. I told you here, every smart farmer is when he gets his fruits, 
He doesn't eat all the fruit. He takes the seed out of the fruit to replant it. It's about the future. It's about the future. You need to have that attitude. You need to save, put your money into something that will generate. If you know that your financial behavior is the spendthrift, once you get money, find a treasure bill, find the banks have different, different um, products, so I call it products, that they make available. It might not give you the money you are expecting, but it will hold your money for the future. Instead of putting the money under your pillow or in your wardrobe, do you know there are guys here sitting here, they over 30 years, they don't have bank accounts. Oh, I'm telling you, they don't have bank accounts. Not because they don't make money, but because they don't see the need for it. They'll say if you put your money in the bank, they'll be deducting and service charge, and they'll be deducting this, and they'll be deducting this. But the money is in your house, and your house boys are already deducting it by stealing it. If you think I'm lying, ask this in Adapah. Oh, yes. I am not lying. Oh, what an example. Which has political implication. But it's a very perfect example. Some, some of you, some of you, it, 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 the cockroaches and the, and the mouse who would do justice to your money. Some of you see your wife. When they, not, not like they will steal it, but when they see your money, immediately they have a budget for it. They have a spending system for it. Oh, yeah, just yesterday I was changing my trousers. I put the money on the table. Mommy saw it. After I changed, mommy said, honey, I want to buy a few things. Can we go? Can we go out? We started going out. We got to where she was going to buy the things. She said, honey, can you give me this amount of money? I said, because you sold that money? You have appetite for spending. So now when I'm removing money from my pocket, I do like this. All she hates is for her eyes to see my money. Invest in appreciating assets. I don't know the obsession with cars. Every young person wants a car before a land. I don't see the obsession with the advent of Uber. What is the need? And do you know something? When they buy their cars too, they use Uber. Because they sit down and realize that to go to this and come, Uber may cost me like 100 cities. But if I go with my car, I have to buy for like 300. Then they will park their car and go with Uber. So will not even go with Uber, will go with Trotro. Then the car is at home. The car, the car is depreciating in asset. And you can't even want to sell it. You sell it so cheap. And you, the car is the only investment that does not give you returns. Do you understand what I'm talking about? 
The last time Pastor Kobe Wallace and his wife traveled outside the country, they came to park their car at Accra Business School. Who was using it? I think Ben was using it. I just got up from my, my apartment. Here was their car. I said, Ben, today I'm using this car. I want to reserve my petrol. I sat in their car and did a video call. And I said, I'm in your car. <laughs> so invest your money don't waste your money buy some lands in an area you know how you can even build a house very easily don't put pressure on yourself find a place that land is cheap buy four plots of land and go to bed in five years in ten years lands in the area will be so expensive that you can sell the three plots and raise enough money to build your dream house. Do you understand? Don't be so obsessed about Spinter's Road. Don't be so obsessed about Spinter's Road where you have to buy a land for $100,000, $200,000 and you are so obsessed saving for it. There is no land that has accept a dead body. You understand? So wherever you die, there will be a land to accept you. You don't have to be obsessed about you wanting to build on the Sprinter's Road. That same 100,000 can buy you a land in an area and build a portable house for you. So there are people sitting here looking at my face. Who used 100,000 to buy a plot of land? Now, that plot of land, do you know who lives there? Cockroaches, uh, snakes, land guards, uh, squatters. So the squatters have planted juju there. So to make money to even go and build, you cannot. But that 100,000, if you have gone to Kaswa, somebody say, hey. But that's why it's actually nicer than your hometown. So why is the meaning of A? Or go to the Ebru Hills. The Krapim area is closer to Accra than even Kaswa. And buy lands and build there. Beautiful areas. Look at the way you are struggling with rent. And yet, you want to live on Spinter's Road. Number nine, principle number nine. The principle of multiple streams of income. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 2. Put your investment in several places. Many places even. Many places even. Because you never know what kind of bad luck. Are coming to have. Are coming to have in this world. You are coming to have in this world. So you see put your money in many places. Multiple streams of income. We do education. So we have a university. I told mommy that regulatory framework of a university is more difficult than having a secondary school. So let's go to secondary school. If one day, Jigted decides that we are not going to renew your accreditation again. If somebody, but in this country, individuals are more powerful than our laws and our institutions. Somebody can just say, because I don't like your face, your school must shut down. Then we can rely on the secondary school. You see? 
that has less regulatory framework. So we are investing. We bought lands beyond Accra here to build a world-class secondary school. And it is we making sure that we have multiple streams of income. I just started the Institute of Learning and I'm seeking a foreign accreditation for it to train teachers. I have the International Organization for Capacity Building to run short courses. Uh, during the COVID, David, I got David to get some people in India to build out what we call Home Uni. And it's something that is there that we are going to build an online university. Home Uni to build an online university. Then I have something that I call the Tito Affairs Systems that will have all these schools under it. So that I don't put my eggs in one basket. So I am not afraid of who carries the basket. Because every basket has one egg. If you break it, I go to the other basket. Do you understand? You work in a firm. Your firm closes at 5. And from 5 to you sleep at 11, all you do is Facebooking. All you do is Facebooking. You have no any other extra income. There was a woman who built a house from selling lunch in her office. She used to work in the ministries and realized that at that time there were no much restaurants and things in the ministry. And she was a very good cook. So she would cook and pack it nicely and bring it to the office. As people kept eating and kept demanding, the other ministries building around their area started hearing about it. So now she increased the package and employed people they would do it at home, package it, and come with a van and deliver. A young man went to watch football in Kumase. It was like a house of folk and Kotoko. And during those days, if a house of folk is playing Kotoko, which normally Kotoko will win, people will go to the stadium at around 10 a.m. for a match that will start at 3 p.m. So you can have access to the district. Whilst the people were standing there, somebody, because they are dead, they were hungry. A guy went to buy meat pie and came back to the, to the queue. And somebody said, where did you buy the meat pie? Oh, where did you buy? When he noticed that they were interested in the meat pie, he didn't show them where they bought it. He bought it. He went and bought all the meat pie from the lady and added his profit and sold it to them. What they were eating, he realized that they would need water. So he went somewhere and bought all the water there and came back and increased it. He didn't watch the match again. He went home. <laughs> With money. You are sitting here, I don't have money. Then nothing is happening. I mean like this. And that, 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 that. There's opportunity. There are opportunities around you. Open your eyes. And all these things I'm telling you, they are in the Bible that is supposed to fashion your life. They are in the manual of life that the Spirit of God himself wrote. And the Spirit of God says, put your investments in several places. Many places even. 
because you never know what kind of bad luck you are going to have in this world. You can say bad luck. <laughs> but when COVID came, many businesses collapsed, including Christian businesses. Because when COVID came, my staff moved us online was the reason why we built home uni. And I just realized that any bad luck like COVID can come again and our business will collapse. So I want to have an online university on its own. On its own. So that if COVID comes again, another university will survive online. Are you here with me? Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Number 10. The principle of prodigality. The principle of prodigality. Proverbs 21 verse 17. Whoever loves pleasure will become poor. Whoever loves wine and olive oil will never be rich. Proverbs 23 verse 21. For drunkards and glutons become poor, and drowsiness clothes them in rags. Nonsense, boys. Go and see how much that Henny Cane or what do, do you call those drinks? Give me the names. You have been drinking them. Hennessy and uh, all those things. How much they cost you? So what is a Coke? Okay. and all those things these are monies you can save one day a young man who threw prophetic word from me not a young man, he was an elderly man got a visa for himself and his family and they had to relocate and I had to go around with him to credit tickets for him whilst we were in town and we were desperate we were not getting the tickets we felt hungry so I took him to a restaurant to eat. Whilst we were eating, he started crying. I said, why are you crying? He said, daddy, this restaurant that today you are paying for me, I used to bring my friends here on Fridays. I would take money from my account, bring my friends here, and tell the restaurant nobody is eating here apart from me and my friend. My friends, how much do you normally make on Friday evenings? Then they will give him the bill. He will pay. He, his friends, and girlfriends. He said, by Monday morning, when I'm going back to, to work, I will have to ask my wife for money to buy for her. Lovers of pleasure. Somebody's wedding, your clothes is more expensive than the wedding gown. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Every funeral, you put money in your buy fuel in your car. Every funeral, you want a new cloth. You sometimes you dress better than the dead man lying down. Yeah, I'm telling you, you are a lover of pleasure. Every birthday party you will attend. At a, at a very hefty cost. You are a lover of pleasure. 
Look at the way you celebrate your own birthdays. Your children's birthday, one year birthday for your child. Your friends who have grown um, gray hair in their nose. We all come, a one year birthday for a child. It's like a birthday for, for Kobolos. One, one year birthday. Is it not other one years and two years and three years you, in the, you invite and give them calipo and we cut cake and then we go. One year birthday. The Guinness, the, give me the names of the expensive drinks. I said, you know, they mention them. The one who said poke again is a local drunkard. <laughs> if you like, eh, if you like, friends, if you like, eh, sit down, cast your mind back, and do ha- see how much you have lost on frivolous things. It's plenty. Eh? Obi wedding. What question saloon? Fifty-nine, three thousand Ghana cities. Or some of them even five hundred dollars. Your fingernails. Do you know your fingernails? When mommy water sees it, she gets jealous. Ting, 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 ting. I mean, by the time you appear at the wedding. The groom has regretted he did not meet you first. Because you alone, Obi wedding, Obi wedding, it has cost you like 12,000, 15,000, 20,000 to dress to come to somebody's wedding. And you are not even married. Obi call wedding as Jesus, any Jesus, no You have appeared like. Drunkards and glutons. Proverbs 23, verse 21. For drunkards and glutons to become poor. I did not write these things. They are in the Bible. And I will remember when I spoke about the seven people who made themselves poor. Drunkards and glutons were the first people. Because they drunkards and glutons. You miss somewhere, then you order. You, you don't like a restaurant where the food is cheaper. You go somewhere where a bowl of fufu is 350. No, 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 no. And then you order this, and you and your friends, you sit down, and then you pay for this. Drunkards and glutons will, be, will become poor. It's not me who said it. You see, the Bible, the principle of saving says that. Little by little, your money grows. So money is a living thing. It grows. And if you don't save little by little, it will not grow. Hmm. I am telling you. Well now, when we preach against, against alcoholism, then you are there talking by heart. Where is it in the Bible? Where is it in the Bible? That we shouldn't, we shouldn't drink. I'm not interested in doing alcohol theology with you. Alcoholic theology. 
there are messages of salvation I'm looking for. Not a message to show you that you should not drink. At least this should tell you that glutons and drunkards become poor. And drowsiness clothes them in rags. Drink yourself to poverty. Once you drink yourself to poverty, the next line is death. Put your money into things that will guarantee your future safety. I don't want to be 60, 65, 70, and become a miserable old man. Why should that happen? Lonely, miserable old man. That will never happen. By the special grace of God. Because I'm obeying these principles. Do you know when you will feel your mistakes? When you were a lonely, miserable old man. When your children now grow up and feel that your lifestyle caused them pain. When your children grow up and they do not approve of your lifestyle and decide that one man was interviewed and was asked, what will you describe as success? Do you know what he said? He said, when your children grow up and they are successful and still wants to come and spend weekend with you, then you are successful. Do you, do you understand? Not all this life you are having with that relationship with your children and you have made yourself this street father, but you are undisciplined, you are drinking alcohol. Let me tell you, a disciplined father will not drink alcohol, will not smoke, will not. So this thing you do to your children and you think you are disciplined. You are not disciplined. You are a dictator. You are just brutal. You need to build relationship with the most important people in your life, your children, and make them better than you. Let them owe you gratitude. Let them owe you respect. Let them owe you love. Let them owe you something that they themselves, when they are there, they feel like, what this old man did put in my life, what this old woman put in my life, I owe that person a certain respect. fighting with your children, battling with them. In your old age, they will abandon you. They will leave you. Well, me God sent me to speak to you. I'm a prophet. I am speaking to you. Number 11. So I'll teach 11 and then I'll teach 12 and they will be off from here. They will continue next week. I hope it's blessing you. Yes. It is blessing you. Yes. yes. Now, the principle of budgeting. The principle of budgeting. This is what Jesus himself talking about budgeting. Luke 14, 28 to 30. Luke 14, 28 to 30. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost? See, if you have enough money to complete it. For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone sees it and will ridicule you. Say, this person began to build, 
but I wasn't able to finish. Do you know why he began to build, but wasn't able to finish? Do you know why your house is left in the bush and people are ridiculing you? Do you know why cooking Banku did not even finish? Because you forgot to plan for the okra to match with it. So you finish the banquet and realize you don't have okra. Because it's a wound too fast. Sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it. I will never get myself involved in something I do not have enough money to complete it. I won't say I will start and by faith I will finish. If I have faith to finish it, I should have faith to have everything I need before I start. The plan must be there. Wouldn't you first estimate the cost? Ask all the people around me. You can never bring me a bill with your mouth. When you come, you are talking. I say, all these things confusing me. Go and write. Write everything. Give me the estimate. Write and bring it. When you bring it to me, I call my accountant, Andy. Andy, do we have enough money to bring in this bill? Will it survive? Will it go through? If it will not, it has, it's not part of what I want to do. People bring me bills. Then I call David. David, these are technological issues. Look for the best price for me. Bring me three or four invoices. Then the others are offended. Anybody you scrutinize and you question, who feels offended? It's a thief. Yeah, 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 yeah. If Ben brings me invoice or Savior brings me invoice in the office and I start asking questions and you get angry, then, then, then you are a thief. I'm not saying Savior and Ben. No, no. It's an example. I said anybody who brings you a bill and you question, even if your wife brings you a bill and you question and your wife gets angry, because inside the bill your wife has given you, there is money for the brother, there is money for the sister, and there is money for her wig, which she cannot ask you because last week you paid for another bill. So the concrete bill that she has brought to you, if the bill is too high, they are hidden treasures. Oh... You see, my mouth is big, so I can't stop saying things. Mommy loves me. One thing she doesn't love about me is budget. Once she starts talking, I say, Mommy, I need a budget. I won't spend without a budget, you know. Now you see her doing her budget. And by the time the budget reaches me, the money she sells with her mouth has reduced and then I start reducing it again when I send you to market me if I'm the one sent to market I'll tell you how much tomatoes you should buy how much pepper you should buy because in my mind money grows little by little so that little money I can save from that budget if I add it to what I already have I'm growing it in 10 years, in, in 5 years time, I'll be 60. In 10 years time, I'll be 65. In another 5 years, I'll be what? 70. So my act 
active life is leveled only 15 years. My active life is leveled 15 years. I should let you mess it up with, with on budget, on budget expenditure. No. No, 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 no. People have brought budget to me that I have cut it down by 50%. And yet they were able to achieve what they wanted to achieve for me and still made profit. What the hell? No, somebody gave me a budget for tiles for 90,000. I went to buy it myself. I saved 35,000. What the hell? What are you talking about? Am I your bank? My people. You know, in Nigeria, when a, a king is talking, he say, my people. Right now, I'm saying that what? My people. There are a lot of questions going on. And if you don't open, no, 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 no. People will look at you and give you a bill. If you don't put your feet down, my microphone is falling. Because I'm charged up. Oh, yes. How to teach you these things. Because some of you, the financial crisis you are going through is self-inflicted. There is no demon anywhere who is worrying you. If the demon is worrying you, the demon is worrying you through you. You're, yeah, you are aiding the demon to worry you. You can't get me to spend more than what I have. I spend within my comfort zone. I spend in my comfort zone. That is why I came here with nothing. Only a faithful wife and a son. So there are three more children. Have properties. And yet, do you know? Do you know? People, people believe I am one of the richest pastors in Ghana. People believe it, bah. People believe it, bah. But do you know, do you know how rich I am? I'm rich here in my head. Do you see this head? Yes. Hmm. Okay. The principle of giving. I'll talk about the principle of giving. I'll talk about the principle of protection. There we go. We're supposed to be at 11.30. So officially, we are closed. Anybody wants to go home, go. Just come and leave your offering and go. This is very uncomfortable for Chairman ACN, but it's still fine. Just come and give your offering and go. 12, 12, the principle of giving. Luke 6, verse 38. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over will be poured into your lap for with the measure you use it will be measured back to you for there's a scripture uh, or division look for it that says that there is he that hoards and yet become poor and there is he that gives and yet becomes rich that is why mommy and I that's our secret I told you how I got the property owing anointing when our church was very small very, very, very small. When our church was very small, we were sacked from where we were meeting. I had to take the church to a hotel at East Legon. 
and we had to build a chapel fast. Then I started training. Dikenado and one guy who was called Diken Kote were the people, he's here, he's the, this thing. I built that chapel by going to credit blocks, iron rods, um, and other things. Or well, another time, the elder Wundu, some of you guys came and supported me. And they were supporting as we were building. But most of the time, do you know what I would do? I would lecture. And I wouldn't let any lecturer come. Because if a lecturer comes, I have to pay that lecturer. I have to go and learn what project management means, what human resource means. And I taught people. Today, Franklin Kujo will tell you, he used to come to my training. Um, Sam George used to come to my, a lot of people used to come to my training and I used to teach myself. Me alone, you see me teaching. And Deacon Ado and the other Deacon would be sitting outside because my training was on Saturdays. And all the things we have credited had to be paid on that Saturday. Mommy would be counting the money for them whilst I'm lecturing. By the time I finish lecturing, I won't see any of the money. They have taken it away. And whilst we were building, there were uncompleted properties in front. In fact, some of the church elders' argument for us not going to that place was the fact that somebody was building an estate. And that that estate, if people move in, they will say we are disturbing them. So we shouldn't go. I said, the Lord said we should come here. Do you know that those estates are where Accra Business School is now? I bought all of them. I bought all of them. One day I came there, stood there. The Lord said, do you want these things? I said, yes, Lord. I don't have the money. He said, don't worry. Once you have built my house, once you have built my house, I will make you a property owner. I will make you a property owner. Once you have built my house, I will make you a property owner. And that is it. All our wealth has come from sowing. This week alone, this week alone, transporting people from the north to this place was almost, uh, because when you add the those who came with flight, was over 100,000 Ghana cities. Majority of them came from me. All the pledges people made here, only, only 40% of the people fulfilled their pledges. And it went into feeding the people and giving others home. But the main cost, they sell my books, they call me, they sell my manuals, they will call me, daddy, what should we use the money for? Use this to do this. Use it to do this. Use it to do this. They are transportation in over 100,000. I put it. This year alone, I have spent over 600,000 training thousands of young pastors. Why won't God bless me? Giving is important. Giving is important. One man gives freely. One man. One man, oh. One man gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. Proverbs 11, 24. Look at how stingy you are. You have not arrived at anywhere. You don't pay your tithe. You don't give to anybody. This church, when we talk about giving, you are angry. You are making argument against tithe. Even those who want to pay, you are making argument against them. Don't do it. Daddy is chopping our money. Now church is business. So what are you doing here? If it's business, go and open some. Do that business and make money. It's as simple as that.
when Pastor Fele started uh, Havila Farms, the poultry farm, when I went to see it, I said, wow, this is a beautiful, beautiful um, uh, thing. Maybe one day I'll do something in my hometown with the lands there outside a poultry farm until I saw what goes into owning a poultry farm. And I said, I'm not called for this. <laughs> he has the anointing for it. You will sit down and calculate other people's lives for them and think it is easy until you go in and get inside. Do you know what, how much it costs to run a church? When we started here, our plant, when we're using the plant, the plant we buy for for 8,000 and it goes and the offering is 3,000. Who pays the balance of 5,000? The cost of running a single church service do you know how much it costs us to bus people every week to bring them to church? The Monday offering, the Wednesday offering, the Saturday offering, and the Sunday offering cannot pay for those things. There is no church, more than 90% of churches, no matter how big it is, the cost of maintaining that church and growing that church is not from your tithe and your offering. Is from the extra ministry activities of the senior pastors. Before um, the camp meeting, I preached in two different places. They gave me very good offerings. I asked church to put it in my account. I signed it from there to support the camp meeting. The boys who bass, the pastors who bass, Constance and Co. are here. I've stopped, I've stopped them from taking money from the church for basin. Because sometimes during the week, when they need money, money genuinely is not there. So then it becomes an issue. They start feeling frustrated. I said, talk to my office. I'll travel, I'll be outside. I will leave money in my office for basin. It's the reason God is blessing me financially. You can't be jealous of me. Because you become jealous of me, you become critical of me, God will judge you. Because what I do for God to bless me, you don't do a quarter of it. Even your tithe, you don't pay. I'll come to look at the principle of, uh, of tithing. And you see how important it is. But let me conclude on this. The principle of protection. And I wanted to uh, just make sure I conclude on this one. The principle of protection. Proverbs 27, 23 and 24. Listen to this carefully. Listen to this carefully. Be sure. Be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your heads. For riches do not endure forever. And a crown is not secure for all generations. Riches do not endure forever. So, so be sure you know the condition of your flocks. And give careful attention to your heads. Do you know what the Bible is talking about here? The people the Bible was addressing were farmers. So those were their businesses. Be sure you know the condition of your flocks and give careful attention to your heads. In other words, be inside your business. Be involved in your business because riches do not endure forever. Anytime I've had tough meetings with my recruiters at car business school, that man, our recruitment has gone high. When I relax a little, there are some that have self-leadership. Self they will do what they have to do. The others who don't. So their attitude will bring us down. 
If you don't get involved in your businesses, if you don't get involved, you set up a small business. Let me tell you this. Eh? Most of you have employed people you should not have employed. How much is your business making for you to employ someone? Don't start as entrepreneur. Start as a caspreneur. Do you know what a caspreneur is? You employ your money. Let your money work for you. When your money grows, your money will employ people. You understand? Your money will employ people. Don't employ people you cannot pay. And then you make yourself go and do a phone. And you have one kiosk. One kiosk you are selling, selling in. And then you are calling yourself CEO. And then you have employed people to oversee. And what do you do? There are ladies here that their husbands set up businesses for them. That collapse. Because they are home on Facebook. And they have employed people. And they are not interested. Let me tell you the story of a couple. Who engage a man to take care of their shops. A shop, a supermarket. I knew that man very well. When he's praying here. When he's praying here. Eh? He can pray from evening to morning. And so the people trusted him. They equaled prayer to holiness. Some of the people who make noise here when we are praying. Hmm. If we see what they do privately, you'll be surprised. Do you know what this guy did? They will have supermarket. When he sells the things, he uses their capital to send people to Togo to buy the things cheap from Togo and pushes back and keeps the promise, profit, and puts their things back. So now the man and the woman started fasting that people are not buying their things. But the guy was selling the things and replacing it because they were not taking stock. That was how that business collapsed. That business collapsed and they believed that it was a demon that collapsed their business. They did not know the condition of their flocks. They did not give careful attention to their heads. They did not give careful attention to their heads. That small shop, every day you want to sleep small. Every day you want to go and sleep small. Let me show, 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 show. Let me show you the people you have to protect. Your, even your own career, protect it. You are working in a bank. You entered the bank with some degree that is not related to banking. And you won't take the chartered school bankers courses. You won't take any of those things. You, you, you don't even know the condition of your own personal health. And flock. Do you know when the banking crisis came? Those who lost their jobs were people who do not have banking qualifications. Why a Juma or bank sir, would be in sociology, sociology for 10 years? So the first people you protect your business from, your wealth from, is yourself. Look at you. Accra Business School is mine. But I don't spend money on me that will affect the capital of Accra Business School. Never, never, never. My appetite doesn't go up. 
because Aka Business School is growing. One man ran a business in this country. The business grew and he was still living in his three-bedroom apartment. And his friends kept telling him, now you have money, go and buy Trazaco. He says, no, I'm protecting my business from myself. That is why corporate governance will teach you that separate ownership from leadership. The fact that you own it, that's all you can just go in, take money anyhow, unbudgeted for, then you take it. Then I'm sitting down, sir, and then I feel like I want to own a new car. Then I just walk to a grab business school. They tell Andy, Andy, give me the money. I'm going to buy a new car. And I can. Number one, the business belongs to me. Number two, I'm his bishop. Number three, his mother is my friend. Number four, I saw him growing up. When he was in Pampas, I was already an old man. But if I sit down with Andy, Andy, can we spend this? How will it affect us? Will this affect us? Will this do this? Will this? Before I call for money, I protect my own business against my financial behavior. Business, kitty, 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 kitty. And one said, your taste of spending is there. It's not based on anything. I'm saying that protect your... Ah, you are, look at how much you earn from where you work. And look at how you eat. Look at where you eat. Look at what you want to wear. And you are not investing your income in developing your career, in building your career. You must know the state of your flaws. Or else one day, one day, you will lose that job and nobody will engage you again anywhere. Develop yourself, build yourself and become indispensable. Abramo, a Christopher, everything is tongue speaking. The poorest group of Christians in Africa are charismatics. The Methodists are richer individually than us. The Catholics individually are richer. Because the Catholics will not tell you that everything is a demon. Everything is a witch. 90% of your prayer content is on witches and wizards. I believe it. I lead those prayers here. But I don't spend 90% on it. When you should take responsibility. Go to the Presbyterian Church and see. There are people in the Presbyterian Church whose marriages have lasted more than the charismatic ones who speak in tongues. Whose businesses are growing more than the charismatic one who is speaking tongues? Who is speaking tongues? Because I've told you that success is a combination of the grace of God and common sense principles. What we want is a grace without the common sense principles. We must have a responsible, a responsible response to the grace of God. Number two, protect your business against family. Protect against yourself and protect your business against family. A woman came from abroad to set up a restaurant. Big restaurant. Powerful restaurant. It was only when he set up the restaurant that family members remembered that they have to celebrate their birthdays. Everybody's birthday, they would just go and give small money that cannot even serve 10 people. And tell her that hundred of my friends, I'm expecting two hundred people. Then she will cook for them. My family member and go and put it down. 
And then these people will come and enjoy. You say, oh, we ain't papa, oh. We ain't papa, pa. We ain't papa, oh. And then, she's my relative. I'll be there. My birthday, I haven't asked for food. The food she will bring to my house. And things that she will bring, I'll ask myself, then this guy, this lady is really making profit. And then I pray for her, at least mine is anointed. But I still feel you can't give me your capital even if I'm anointed. The food she will bring to my house. So that we can eat in the house, some will be left and mommy will ask the kitchen at TCI's that don't cook. This food is good. Give it to the children. Why? Why? And family members will go and will go and will go and will go. Now do you know, do you know that every rich individual in the family is as a wicked person. Because family members feel very entitled to your wealth. If you, are not, you don't have a strong personality, they will pressure you to start spending money and spend your capital. Have a cousin, man, he might be in church. Comes just once in a while. Who is in this area? You come to me for money? I gave you one. I gave you two. I gave you by the third time I called you to my office. I said, but you know something? What is your qualification? I want to give you a job. He says, that's the first degree. I said, bingo. Bring the first degree. I'll put you on the master's. Give you allowance. And you do a job. After your master's, I give you full job. Oh, he said, thank you. Thank you. He went. He didn't come again. He's in this. No, he's in this area. He goes to sit at a cottage shop and tell people, do you know this bishop is my cousin? And look at the way I'm suffering. <laughs> and they also support him. Oh, he's a wicked man. He's, but I, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not worried about their opinion about me. They drink poke. Okay. So? No, no. If you have common sense, will you be drinking Akotashi? So should I worry about Akotashi people judging me? One day I was there. Here is a family member who has called me. He has gotten a deal to travel outside and he needs 50,000 Ghana cities. I said, when do you need it? He called me on Thursday. He needed it on Tuesday. I said, I'm going to say, I'm going But the main amount of crown, I'm going Tuesday. I won't get it on a Tuesday. I will not. If we don't protect your business and your wealth against family members, you are in trouble. Last time, a came to advise me. I had to call my mommy. Eja kuto. Eja saw kai. That advice you gave me. Minto call mama. No be driving. No be petrol. Once I buy a car for my mom, the next thing I have to do is to get a driver. My mom doesn't go anywhere. So Bishop Tete of his mother has said, for for what reason? And Eja was the counselor. <laughs> Eja, sorry, oh. but my sermons are very practically um, interesting. Eja, I had, he calls me Eja, I also call him Eja. Eja, I had to call my own mommy. Like I don't have common sense. 
Some of you are sitting down here. You are bought cars for your mothers in the village. And it's your lazy brothers who are driving it. For nothing. The old, where does the old lady go? Where does she go? And all you do is, I bought a car for my mother. I bought a car. My 84-year-old woman. A car for what? That's not the way I was raised. I was raised. That's not the way I think. The last I gave my sister Eunice, thousand Ghana cities. Thousand. And then she went to cash it and came back and said, when I was cashing it and they saw my name, she has added my name to it to her name. The university of it. Oh, do you know Bishop? Are you related to Bishop? Yes. Hey, Bishop, I mean, she's my brother. Hey, Bishop's sister, and you are cashing thousand cities. I, I said, Eunice, me myself, I go to cash 500. <laughs> Me, myself, I can drive my car and go and cash 500. So this thing you are telling me never happened. What a church. <laughs> what are all these things? What are all these things? Brothers and sisters who feel like you are wicked because you have money. Do, do, do you know that even the, the, the most offensive thing is that when the people who work for you who are there for you every day work for you and they deserve their wages your siblings feel, eh, yeah, 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 yeah. i'm not saying my siblings have said that i'm giving a general example yeah 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 how 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 is that how is that a thinking and if you are not strong they'll break your defenses and the time you realize you are doing for your siblings what they don't deserve. The time you realize your staff are beginning to underperform it because they realize that what be is sika, ewo company mu, akoto kama unuya, or akosi dayama unuya, and ayekwa how to rent. We doing the work, how to rent? We cannot rent. You are in trouble. Then protect yourself against greedy friends. Greedy friends. Can I tell you something? This year alone, do you know how many people who have invited me to either chair a book launch, a book launch, or chair a committee that is birthday uh, committee that is buying a car for someone or building a house for someone? People who even taught me in Bible school for one semester on their birthdays will send a delegation to my house that we want to buy a car or build a house for this person. He's your father. I say, how is the person my father? Was the Bible school free? Even the ones I'm giving free here, I don't assume fathership over them. Was the Bible school free? Why am I the chairman of a birthday party that the person is older than me? How can I, how can at the age of 52, at that time, I was 52, chair, come to a, a birthday party of a 60-year-old man and chair it? Where are all his 60-year-old friends? Or 60-something-year-old friends? They should come and chair it. They say, oh, you know, you are one of the people that he lost the most. I said, no, 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 he doesn't love me. He lost my money. This invitation is invitation for choppable of my money. Now the person sees me 
When we go to a function, person sees me, he greets me like this and walks away. I said, if you are drinking poison and you think I'm the one who is going to die, you are lying. Book launches, chairman. Book launch, guest of honor. Book launch, uh, uh, special guest. Book launch, chief launcher. Book launch. Oh, I'm telling you. Chief launcher, this. And then others will come. Then funerals. <clears throat> funerals. Recently, one body, somebody died in my family. My mother's family. All the way in wrong, I have the person who died, don't even know the person. Then they went to the funeral and said that I am the one inheriting the person. <laughs> no, well, in, in a kind language, when you inherit the person, you are, you are supposed to take care of the person's wife and the person's children. Then they selected me, and my sister Olive was there. My sister Olive started giving them the history. This one is there, this one is there, this one is there. Before Bishop, how come Bishop is supposed to be the one to be inheriting? Please, let this person inherit. When they chose the person to inherit, the woman and her children started crying. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> Thank you. God bless you. 